I have an announcement to make for your international wire. The Wolfgar Command has just struck a blow against British colonialism. Be warned that I have a long arm, and I'm prepared to fight my enemies wherever they may be. Don't forget, there's no security. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Good morning and welcome to Filmsack, everybody. It's Filmsack, episode... 462 we are the good show. morning <laughs> we mind the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind like i said episode 462 uh i'm scott johnson joined today by brian i don't think your glasses are big enough dunaway no can you guys see me from over there <laughs> oh hi we are the nighthawks the mighty mighty nighthawks now quickly to the nighthawk copter we must stop that dreamy blue-eyed devil terrorist Wolfgar and keep him from killing the Skytram babies. Oh, hi, Pam. I thought you were dead. Regardless, <laughs> I don't think we'll be needing a stewardess for this flight, but that does give me an idea. Say, can I borrow your dress and a wig? Oh, it's not a wig. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, pilot, get me closer. No closer. I need to make direct eye contact. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Look at me, looking at you, looking at me. That's it, Wolfgar. Keep looking. Yeah, that's right. I'm a man dressed up like a lady, and this is the early 80s, and it's kind of messing with your manhood, isn't it? Wolfgar! Who's the victim now? Oh, shit. He's shooting the babies. Quick, pilot. Give me to a rotary telephone. I need to make a hasty phone call to my estranged lover that will take nearly three minutes to dial. Nighthawks! Call! <laughs> <laughs> I like that you've added this kind of superhero element where they yell "ka." Uh, uh, it definitely felt like a superhero movie with no superheroes. Yeah, this is the that. plot of every superhero movie that you would see today. Yeah, without any heroism, really. Right. With superpowers, I could dress as a woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also with us, Randy, dirty, dirty New York is dirty. Jordan. Ugh. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. All right, you pukes, listen up. And pay attention this time. Before we can make a podcast, we have to learn the history of podcasts. Now, we've been over this. Who is this podcaster? I'm holding up a picture. It's a famous podcaster. Who is it? Is it, uh, is it Wolfgar? Wolfgar. Uh, Adam Carolla. Adam, Adam Carolla. Thank you, Trace. It's Adam Curry, you oh, miserable oh, maggot. Oh, yes. Oh. You can't make an episode of a podcast, guys, something you've been doing for years, if you don't know who a person in a picture is and what they did. Mm. I mean, just look at him. Curry looks like a serial killer if I've ever seen one. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start over. But, oh, oop, 
Right, that's the bell. Don't forget your lunchboxes. Please go straight to the pickup lane and find your parents. Oh, Brian, I am so proud of you for knowing who Todd Cochran was earlier. You get a gold star. Thank you. Oh, Have a nice Lord. day, everyone. Can't believe we invoked Todd Cochran on this show. <laughs> that makes two. Uh, well done. This intro also, is so gay. Is so gay. <laughs> uh, also with us, and finally, Brian, he goes to a better life, Ibit. Oh, he does. Uh, hello, New York City Police Department. I'm Peter Hartman, because they didn't think the name Nigel Davenport was British enough. And I'm from the London Anti-Terrorist Department. And yes, I know what you're all thinking. I am British. I have assembled you all to form the Anti-Terrorist Action Command Team. And they've only given me 11 days to train you all, so we'd better get started. The Webster's English Dictionary defines terrorism as, uh, well, 11 days doesn't give us much time for this, so we'd better get a move on. The terrorist you'll be tracking goes by the name Wolfgar, and I can assure you he is not an NPC from the game world of Warcraft. He is angry and German, and that makes him extremely dangerous. He currently has a beard and glasses, and we can't for the life of us figure out what he'd look like without them. In the meantime, if you come across Wolfgar, it is important that you maintain a safe distance, which is close enough for him to see you stare uncomfortably at him, but far enough that you can't actually stop him if he were to run away from you. Go get him, Task Force, and hey, 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 let's be careful out there. Yeah, there very you nice. Go. Nice, uh, you uh, go. uh, uh, what was that called? John Cleese or... Uh, no, no, yeah. no. At the end, the, the reference... Uh, oh, uh, the, Hill Street Blues. Yeah, sure. Hill Street sure. Blues. Yeah. I love it. was very Hill Street Blues, Blues wasn't it? Yeah, it was yes. great. Well done. I regularly wonder what this would be like if this was a video cast, mm. like you were doing yeah. a, a green <laughs> And I, I just... I am certain that we would have stared at each other in close-up. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yes, right. There was a lot of, okay, let's just stare. All the way to the point, it's like, okay, we've stared across the room. How can we up the uh, staring game? I know we'll put one of them on a sky tram and the other in a helicopter, and they can get really uncomfortably close and stare at each other. Yeah, sweet. That was I want, and I and we we haven't even said what the damn movie is, but I I, that's, one, that's one of the first things <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, but that's one of the first things I want to talk about is uh, the goal of that helicopter yeah. tram standoff. But yeah. Scott, what's the movie that we all watched? Uh, the movie was called Nighthawks. It is from 1981. Stars your uh, Sylvester Stallone, Rugger Hauer, and Billy D. Williams are your are your chief uh, folks there. And uh, uh, that's that's the movie. Oh, directed by Bruce Malmuth. Bruce yeah, Billy and, St- and Stallone. Oh, Billy D. Williams in the role that the script almost forgot and had to figure out what to do. Oh, right. He's in this movie. We're like an hour on. Let's... Uh, Let's hurt him and send him to the hospital. I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, and then for the rest of the movie, let's put him in like regular uh, cop clothes and then put a nice uh, scar on his face, and that's that'll be it. He'll be mm-hmm. Scarface for the rest of the movie. Boy, that jump. thing sure healed up. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that we get Rambo and Lando. Together. Yeah, Rambo ah. and Lando. Yeah. Lando Rambo. Damn, there goes my Twitter. Movie came out in... Uh, <laughs> no yeah, way, was go- it? <laughs> no, no way. We're going to do a David Letterman, Rambo, Lando. Lando, we Rambo. Do, Rambo. Right. Right. This thing oh, came Oprah. out in 1981. No? Right. 81? Do I have that right? Hold 81, on. correct. 81. Eight, 19, right. It correct. came out in 81, but it, had, it went through production hell for a while. It actually started filming, yeah. which might explain why we were still having discotheques in a movie from 1981. They existed... They were not yeah. in popular there, This movie was a couple years later, right? Yeah. There has a right. had a secondary director, a director who was fired or let go or quit. His name was Gary Nelson. He's uncredited. Mm-hmm. Bruce Malmuth got the credit. 
So there's some kind of infight. But there. don't forget about Stallone's uh, lawsuit that happened during this one because he did a, he directed the subway scene yeah. and uh, took a little direction on his own because he was a director from a movie called Rocky. Yeah, scene. probably felt like he could do some of that. He'd gone from, uh, yeah. hey, here's my wiener to making Rocky. And now he wanted to, to you know, <laughs> strut his stuff around. Uh, he wears he has really bad hair and a giant pair of glasses in this movie. Whoa, 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 dude! He what, looks right, amazing, right, Randy? Yeah. yeah, I don't think so, nope, Scott. No, nope, hold is... on, I'll give you this. He looked amazing toward the end in his cool SWAT outfit. He looked terrible when he was like just tr- trucking around town looking for shit. He well, I mean, yeah, if you didn't wash your hair all day after you've been walking through the filthy streets of early '80s New York. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, isn't didn't he become Candace Bergen's uh, house house uh, man in in uh, yeah. in Murphy Brown? I could have sworn it's the same right. <laughs> same guy. Similar same guy. Looks, same guy. Yeah. Stallone consistently looks so freaking good in this movie that he actually made me dislike John Travolta around this time. Mm-hmm. Like I I, I realized, mm-hmm. oh, Travolta was actually a poser in in right. his movies made around this time. This is uh-huh. this is how people wanted to look. It's it's so suave. I guess so i mean i'm putting an image back in for a second run in our discord here so you can just have a look at that one look, more time look, i'm with randy i i tell you this stallone looked good he looked hot in this movie I hot don't, i don't know there were moments i suppose uh billy d. williams that. billy d williams just looked like a scarf wearing lando there was no change mm-hmm. just the Ain't same I, don't, I didn't realize there was so many scarfs during the early that's not something i usually see in my uh movie attire from the early 80s what people walking around you're not in the new york summer where they're like oh sure is hot in here and i'm like yeah because you got five layers on freaking rugger Hauer. what do you think of course it's hot you get six scarves when you join the new york police department actually uh, yeah and by the way this is the this is the movie that disproves anyone's notion that stallone can't speak clearly Mm, he he is delivers lines fine no he's great maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a a, like a damage or a change to his ability to speak later in his career Mm -hmm. but like in this movie i forgot that it was sylvester stallone like the same guy and and the re i think you're right and i think the reason why is because stallone kind of started as he went along started i don't know if he realized he wasn't putting enough passion into his acting because even like when the in the in the tram scene where he's in the helicopter and Rucker Hauer is like spraying up close that lady with the with the machine gun, <laughs> the Uzi, yeah. just oozing on her. Yeah. Uh, he's just looking at her and goes, "Oh no, he killed her. What are we going to do?" And I'm like, "That would have been a good time to go rage, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and not to be able to talk well." But he 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 stayed very calm. He was well, a lot he, angry about the hypothetical killing of of yeah. uh, hostages during the training class than he was for the actual killing of random right. people in the nightclub. Oh mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. He killed the lady, <laughs> but I'll say uh, to, uh, to Randy's point, though. I mean, I'm I, I feel like this is a dangerous thing to say, but I'm going to say it. I think this might be the best acting we've gotten out of Sylvester Stallone in all Rocky of the film better. sack movies we've seen, and oh, we and we oh, haven't oh, seen we, we haven't seen Rocky Balboa, and we haven't seen the first Rocky, and there's a few others I would probably put ahead of this. But but, but mm, we watched First so. Blood, and I feel like that was really good acting compared yeah. to this. Oh, Are you saying yeah. he was better in in this than in Tango and Cash, Scott? Yes. Fight me. I'm saying that. <laughs> Those are the words Shaped I'm saying. Changed my mind. Those words are fully coming out of my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, okay, well, even if we, we're not talking about the best, this is like real acting. It's him not doing that, what are you doing? Like, he's not doing that. He's just... <laughs> He's talking like a normal ass person, and and it, a and it works. Person. 
And it my works. favorite Stallone drama performance is definitely Copland. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, if well, I that's saw a it. that's a. I mean, that's unfair. That's like saying, oh, you know, Stephen Baldwin's greatest performance was, uh, you know, in Usual Suspects. I mean, it's What's kind of the. That? Well, no, I'm just saying it's kind <laughs> okay. of the obvious one. It's like. Uh, well, I think know. a lot of people forget he was in Copland. I think a lot of people forget that movie so, even exist. It is like so far and above. It's so highly regarded far and above anything else he ever did that it almost doesn't feel like that was Sylvester Stallone right. in that. I've never right. seen Copland. Is it worth oh, seeing? I love so, Copland. Oh, absolutely worth seeing. Yeah. And I think it's on, is it, it's on stars right now. I was going to watch it because I was God, trying I to convince like my, I was trying to, I had, I had this Stallone discussion with my significant other. She's like, no, I don't watch movies with Stallone because we was watching Nighthawks. And I'm like, well, I said, well, it's a thriller kind of crime drama. Why? Did she tell you on. why, by the way? I'm curious. Oh, about absolutely. That. She doesn't care. When she grew up, she, her, uh, her brother watched a lot of Rocky and Rambo movies, Yeah. but she had never been exposed to the good ones. She never saw the first Rocky or the first Rambo, she saw like Rocky three and, mm -hmm. you know, like Rambo three and two. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, you didn't see the good stuff. I said, in Copland, I said, you got to watch Copland if you want to see Stallone shine and see what he's capable of, because I think that might give you an idea of where he's at. Yeah. But she didn't watch this with me anyway. Yeah. I mean, because he, uh, it's funny how uneven he is or can be. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, Clearly, it was a force in Hollywood where, you know, the dude's forever enshrined as one of the, the great hit makers of of 80s and 90s. And even, you know, sometimes now we get the Expendables made a lot of money uh, despite, you know, it being kind of dumb or whatever. So, you, he's, you know, rarely, rarely do I ever just sit down and go, man, you know what I like to watch today? A Rocky movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if a Rocky movie is on. I'm halfway through it. I'm going, yeah, get him, Rocky. And I'm like, why am I so invested with such a, you know, I'm. I just walked by the TV screen and, you know, within five minutes, I'm already sitting there with my fist clenched, mm -hmm. you know, about to yell at the screen. Yeah, it's, just, it's great. It's this, this great. This movie really takes you for a ride from the start. It, it starts with three consecutive action sequences mm. that define tropes in mm. cop action movies. Like, I... I, I'm sure there were all kinds of movies before this that it's just cribbing from, but my gosh, yeah. the tropes. He Here, give me is, one. Give us one. He's a hot-headed cop. Nothing like the hot-headed police chief, though. Oh, my God, the hot-headed yeah, guy. And he's a <laughs> hot-headed Our first angry acting of the movie, yeah, by the way. Oh, yeah. police chief. He was hard he's, he's a hot-headed cop who happened to be a killer in Vietnam, but now as a cop, he never uses his gun. But when he uses his gun, he's about to kill the bad guy. But there's a child looking on, like trope, trope, trope. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And the three sequences are they're uh, they're pulling a, a sting, and they have to chase some muggers. And so it's like really exciting running in the middle of the night action, which Stallone does really well. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is in London, and it's a terrorist bombing a department store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought that I, was New York. I, Wasn't that New York? That was in New York. No, no? that was that was still in London. Oh well, that yeah. lady did not have an accent. That annoys me now because she had a. Yeah. She the one like, that he was hitting on. That, yeah, uh, yeah. I have. Oh, she totally did. I have audio of her. Hold on, let's hear her. Really? Yeah. Okay. She sounded, she had an accent. She sounded to me like uh, here she is. May I help you with anything? I don't know. Oh yes, I think you might be interested in something like this. It's if it's it is, it's bad. She's, like. she's she's all up here, so it's it's hard to say. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's right a little though, flat. Scott. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh 
So that's She's really, the accent curve. <laughs> now yeah, that you guys yeah. are saying that, I, it makes sense contextually with the location, but I think they did a bad job with her. She just didn't fit. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a while since I've watched a movie that was entirely filmed on locations. I am jealous of this location scout in some ways, and in some ways oh, I'm yeah. like, holy crap, the, the shit holes he found to film some of this stuff was amazing mm -hmm. amazing well just i think new york dirty. new york was just that way then right like that was new york yeah, right. or at they're least they're when i was growing still, up they're still cleaning it up and i wrote this on my notes here when i was growing up this is the only vision i had of the place like i yeah. had never been there so i didn't know truly but everything i ever saw every movie all tv shows all of it was just dirty shit everywhere people mm -hmm. uh gathered around trash cans that were on fire warming their hands up at night <laughs> You know, just every vision of Where New York was like that. What's burning in this big trash can right now? I don't even know. And people, I, I don't know. So in the, uh, uh, boy, early nineties, Tina and I had just gotten married and we made a trip out to Connecticut to see my dad. And we were staging the trip so that we could go from Connecticut to New York, go to Grand Central Station, take a train from Grand Central Station down to North Carolina to spend the weekend with uh, our friend Trish, who was getting married, time this whole trip. But unfortunately, it meant that um, my dad, we had to get up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning in New Haven to get to New York to drop us off at Grand Central Station to get onto the train, which was going to be an all-day train ride. And on the way to Grand Central Station, Tina and I both saw, and we like, I wish we had our cameras out. We saw the group of people huddling around a barrel with fire coming out of it next nice. to a couple prostitutes wearing fur coats and what? like bikini bottoms. It was the... It was like they were filming the movie set, they the movie called This Is New York, right there on our way right. to wow. Grand Central Station. Wow. New York changed a lot. I mean, oh, it's hugely gentrified 80s. now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not so, even I mean, close to what it used to be, but it's just, like it there, I, I want to agree with Donna Way. There are some really awesome and frankly hard to believe sets in this film mm -hmm. uh the the subway under construction is by far the most memorable one like yeah. it's it's just this thing that you just don't see mm -hmm. you wouldn't have thought about if they hadn't used it in this movie and stallone does all his own stunts and so yeah. watching sylvester stallone running up through a bunch of rubble like top speed <laughs> watching him jump onto a moving train on the back it's just amazing. Yeah, like, I never expected going into this movie, which I had never heard of until we put it on our list. I never expected going into this movie to get this level of that. Oh, when uh, Rutger Hauer fell and skint his knees. Oh yeah. On, oh, on the he, on near the track, yeah. I was like, oh my he, god, Ow. that was just yeah, that was not staged at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was. Yeah. I, I watched that three or four times. Yeah. I just was like, because <laughs> for starters, I thought, oh, that's a that's a stunt man pulling a pulling a really good pratfall, almost mm -hmm. like almost right. like he's trying to. He was like a stunt man trying to make the people filming him laugh. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh shit, that's Rutger Hauer. Yeah, that's yeah. no stunt man. Like you, yeah. he gets he gets closer so you can see his face. And this is long before they uh, morphed actors' faces onto. Uh, the you know the stuntman's face right yeah yeah they couldn't do any oh of that my. then oh, it was that, impressive. that looked like it hurt too because that yeah, was, he did. either landed on the rail or on the ties the like the yeah. subway ties one of the whichever one it was that had to have hurt yeah. you know it did that's the reason why yeah. it was so sweating so bad it's like oh my god <laughs> this is all pre <laughs> um, pre Blade Runner right yeah this is this yeah. is his first American film this is first yeah right mm -hmm. first, uh, or and, first and, and Western film yeah. 
in my in my huge list of tropes, uh, I I didn't quite get to the magical plastic surgery, which is early in the movie. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I Face I'm I feel like you have to. I feel like yeah, the movie asks you to forgive it for this. Yeah. Like this trope is so badly used in this movie that yeah. you just have to look the other way and move on. Yeah, the 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 his get up. I mean, I have to admit. I, I knew it was fake and terrible looking before the work was done. Right. Uh, but it was enough of a change that the change was effective. Right. So I see the change and went, oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that change. Like he's so smooth faced and young looking now before he was kind of ruddy and old, even though it looked really fake that in that one way it was effective. But it, uh, but you're right. The, it was kind of shitty. The, like the that work. The part that didn't work was the fact that they kept telling us, "Oh, here's December the 30th in America. And here's London." <laughs> you're right. And then yeah. it's like facelift, and like two days later, he's like, "I'm good." Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fast. I mean, I mentioned Billy D. Williams' face healing up really, really quickly. Yeah, it feels like that. You know, they played hard and fast and loose with the. Uh, also, he got he got yeah. sliced in the chin, and okay, so I'm I've been I've been watching movies like all of us our entire lives, and so movie wounds we have an idea of how they affect an individual in the context of a movie, and so when you see somebody get cut on the chin, and then they're like all leaning over and going oh, oh you're like shut up. Mm. Now, if it happened in real life, I get cut on the chin like that in real life, I would go to the hospital. Sure. Absolutely, of course you get would. stitches. Yeah, but no, in a movie, when a cop gets sliced on the chin, yeah, they just go, eh, whatever. Well, put some dirt on it. Let's go. To his credit, <laughs> it was like all the way down the side of his face. Like it looked, it right. could have been, it may have been. It, I mean, you're not wrong, right? Like I just watched yeah. Extraction. I highly recommend it, by the way. Um, it's that new thing with Chris Hemsworth uh, premiered last night. Is killing it. Yeah, it's very good. I loved mm, it. Um, it. Imagine like. It's like mercenary military meets John Wick. It's very, very good. I loved it. Like wow. Netflix is like last month. It was uh, Mark Wahlberg as Spencer. Yeah. Uh, what was for the movie? Hire? Spencer uh, Confidential. For hire. I'm down. No, Spencer it was. It is. It is a Spencer for hire movie. Like it's. It's yeah. a man what? called. It's him and Hawk. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a lot of people don't know, know this. this I did not know that. Yeah. I thought y'all were joshing nope, me. Nope. That's for real. That <laughs> nobody ne- knew because they don't really make a big deal out of it. Well, really I gotta it. go, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> today, Brian Dunaway. Today, you have to watch the new Netflix Spencer movie starring Mark Wahlberg. It's very it good. What? Really good. Yeah, it's very good. Huh. And it's and it's got the the big huge dude from Wakanda that was like the bear the, the bear clan the, the wore all the fur. I love him. He plays Hawk, he plays Hawk in this. And Hawk, yeah. as you know, was originally played Didn't by. Didn't he get uh, dusted in the film? I'm trying. I'm I'm starting to forget. Who no, got he lived. He film. lived. He was a, oh, Hawk, oh, he may have been Hawk, dusted, but he came back. Right. Yeah. I think the OG Hawk was Captain Cisco. Yeah, Captain Cisco. <laughs> yeah, Captain Commander Cisco was original Hawk, and uh, so it's weird to think of that. But um, man, it's really good. And this thing, Extraction, is very good, and some of the best action I've seen in a while. The Russo brothers uh, produced it. One of the Russo brothers wrote it. Uh, I forget the guy who directed it. But I was super impressed. The, the action's incredible in it. Um, but anyway, and Hemsworth's great. But my whole point in connecting the two is. They he does a lot of the stuff Dunaway's talking about where he'll get so banged up in a fight that it would kill most people. <laughs> like there's just right. no way that they would survive. But he's got this adrenaline thing going where he'll just keep pushing through. There's a bullet through his shoulder. Fine. I gotta keep going. I gotta keep pushing. So 
I do think that maybe one little clip across the face for for Lando was probably not enough to freak out as bad as they did. Not even he he wouldn't have stopped chasing. They wouldn't have stopped chasing a terrorist because of a cut on his chin. Yeah, they would have kept going. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah. I mean, I look at this this way. I've been to the emergency room for stupid stuff. Like I got a fish hook caught in my thumb one time. <laughs> I went to the emergency room to get it cut out. Okay, oh, so Lord. I mean, if you saw that in a movie, you'd be like. He's not going to go to the emergency room to get that fish hook pulled out, is he? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You can just pop it out. But that's not. In real life, sometimes you, <laughs> I don't know. I always put off till the very last second if I ever have to go to the ER for anything. Like, I hate right. it. I hate I, so if bad. I get an ingrown toenail, I'm definitely going to the emergency room or the doctor if it gets bad enough. Right? Oh, I'll go to a doctor, but, like but an, ER for that? Hell no. I ain't right. going in like there. If I was a guy in a movie, I'd just let it fall off. It would not stop my quest. <laughs> Of whatever I'm working, because you're a guy in a movie, so, right? Right. Yeah, you're tough. And so you're saying that I don't need to lean in and and hear you whisper something to me uh, right before you go into surgery. <laughs> I, that was great. I love that guilt trip. I love. You should have took. You should have took the shot. <laughs> right. Now right. babies are gonna die. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I really, really did not think that was a realistic thing for his friend to say on that stretcher. Because the truth, but I loved it. Yeah, but the truth is, Sylvester Stallone but, stayed back to help him. He was there to help. But that is, but yeah. that is such a, but that is such a Stallone thing. I don't know if it was written that way on the paper because I really feel like that was a Stallone influence. I think he massaged some of these characters and some of these lines. He always plays this in his films. He always has to have his character feel uh, guilt about something. Mm-hmm. What's the driving force? So I, I honestly and, feel like. This is probably something he pushed for. Anything Stallone. Mm. Anything Stallone has influence on is about masculinity. Like every single thing. And you can see here if if he had influence on how this character was portrayed, it was about putting the conflict between him as a man with every other man. So yeah. like he had to be in conflict with the Brit who came over to teach the class that was so ridiculous. He had to be in conflict with his boss. And ultimately he has to be in conflict with his partner, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's how Stallone works. Like I, I can't come up with an example of him not doing this in any movie. And the guy, yeah. like it was so obviously coming that the Billy D. Williams character was going to ultimately be, you know, mad at him about something. I just right. couldn't believe that that's the point where they put it. They put it on a stretcher <laughs> where <laughs> Stallone just saved his life. And instead of saying something like, go get this MF or something right, like right. that. Get, yeah. him, get him for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't do that. It was screw you is yep. what he said. It was, um, it's, um, I don't know. I went into this thinking, so, okay. So we get a little backstory here. Dunaway had said in our, in our little private off the show chat, that he wasn't sure about this one. It was a little bit dry, and he's not wrong. It is a little dry. Um, Are you? Oh, it's very dry. I wouldn't. I yeah. I very totally dry. disagree. This I, is. Like, I guess. I guess that I was going to say. I was going to say it's. I don't. I didn't. Okay. I do think it's dry by today's standards for a movie that would be like this. In fact, I think a new Nighthawks would be a rad idea. Let's make a new one. That's cool. Um, but it. I don't know. This felt like a really well crafted thriller of the era. Like, and, and I was getting to see it for the first yeah. time, and it was nice. You know to. To get that, I enjoyed it. I came out of this going, all right. There's some dumb I shit in here. I don't know if but... I enjoyed it. Mm. How about how about I experienced it? <laughs> I, I appreciate, I respected like... it. Right. I, res- I respect it. Okay, because yeah. right. I feel like there were there really got three really big tentpole moments of the film. The the the, yes. the Roosevelt Bridge tram deal, the the ending in the kitchen, and uh, 
Um, I did, did have in my notes one of the, the other one, but I can't remember what it was. The but, fish hooking of the of the, of the doctor. <laughs> Yeah, that's right Fish, yes I no, the, the the nightclub sequence where they identify him for the first oh, time yeah standing yeah. there that's pretty good yeah that well that whole i mean that that business was a little too why wouldn't they either go closer to him and capture him or stand back further and just watch him from a distance for a little while just to kind of get an idea of, of if he really is right. the guy instead of standing 20 feet away from him where he's going to see you staring at him and figure out that you're onto him yeah. What movie like, today would have the balls? I say have the balls to have two characters walking through a discotheque looking for somebody for almost five minutes with nothing really to look at. And just standing just, there in their coats and their standing scarves. There. Yeah. I mean, that was that's what I considered dry. I was like, wow. Oh, did you guys I need oh, some go ahead, mayonnaise Randy. for this sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Randy, go ahead. That's just a product of its times. And I think you're oh, saying yeah. it hasn't aged well because like the audience at the time was going to be really entertained by that look into that nightlife that they're unfamiliar with. You know, the audience yeah. is a, is is not made up of people who have ever been to the city, much less gone to a club like that. So like you're going to take your time and depict it in 1981 because, you know, your audience will appreciate that. Uh, now we're just looking at it. And we're just like, what's going on? Why is this taking so long? And, and what's weird is it's only an hour and a half long movie, right? It's not, it wasn't even taking long, you know, in, in its own time, much less than ours. Yeah. It's not a huge but, long film. It, but is, I was but, just, Oh my I, God. Was I, I, just, I was speaking of, speaking of time and how, how things were paced so differently during this time watching Stallone try to speed dial his his wife on that <laughs> rotary phone it was like hilarious to me i know dude like, i, like, oh I kept God. thinking man that in a, in a modern right. thing that would just be pick your phone up hit a button and be done yeah yeah so do we <laughs> hello do we sparky have... Can you get my wife on the line do we have Lindsay wagner as fully bucketed chick is that oh my god oh she's so Lindsay bucketed wagner. and the thing is according to a bunch of crap in the trivia she was there. Was, she was supposed to be way more prominent, like yeah, lots more scenes. Like, Sylvester Stallone was pissed about a couple that got cut because there was like this big drawn out emotional restaurant scene where apparently a lot of character stuff happens. And yeah, she just got hosed on this deal. And when, I liked her a lot. Was, when she was on screen, she was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the way they was they were you know working it up, they were you know using plenty of tropes. You know, she works for a sleazy, you know, dressmaker. Mm -hmm. Taylor, whatever yeah, that guy take is, take him out and entertain him for a little take while. Him out, do your womanly duty. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, they were setting it up to be a really good character. And I'll tell you, the fact that they uh, kind of kept her in the background, it made that ending pop for me because when I said that, I was totally taken. Oh, I laughed I was, my I, head I, off. I, was, I laughed I was so suckered. hard. I'm not supposed to laugh, so right? Suckered. I'm not supposed to laugh. I there. laughed so <laughs> hard. Turn around? No. Yeah. yeah, no, we I all laughed, laughed so hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. By I'm the glad. way, uh, Lindsay Wagner's boss or uh, whoever the guy was that Pimp. was sleazily telling her <laughs> what to do, that was Jamie Gillis. And uh, if you don't know who Jamie Gillis is, maybe don't look him up on IMDb. Uh -oh. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you personally, whether or not you will appreciate. Uh, Jamie Gillis was in oh, hundreds and hundreds of adult films. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Before and, or after this? 
Uh, dur- during, all during before this. and after. Ever. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the many lives. Oh my of god! Jimmy this Gillis. guy's been. This guy's got more credits. I'm like, I'm still scrolling. Yeah. The credits that, are just amazing. IMDb. IMDb is willing to list anything that's a film. So regardless this, of what kind of film this it is. begs the question: Was this uh, Stallone's connection with the porn industry? Is this was this related? <laughs> Maybe. Well, let's see. I mean, his, I, he only had the one, right? He never did anything. I know. Yeah, so did did this guy talk no. him into it, or did he, or did Stallone meet this guy? And he worked him into. His oh film. right, yeah, no kidding. Well, which, which way was Italian it going? Selling days. Maybe this was yeah, a this guy. Yeah, seventy-one this was, was a... his first. Uh... <laughs> wow. More dirty a... debutantes. Forty-seven. Uh, this, <laughs> I, mean, I I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it was just. It, he just he's like a steaming turd in this movie. <laughs> when you're watching Nighthawks and you get to this spot where he's talking to Jamie Gillis is talking to Lindsay Wagner, you're like, whoa, this is not at all like there's something discordant with the rest of the movie. So I had to go look him up. I'm like, who is that right. person? And mm. oh, there it is. Okay, I didn't notice <laughs> it. it makes sense now. No, it makes Oops. me. Oops, makes me really is. want to see one of his movies called The Trials of Chicky Tet- Tetrazzini. Oh. <laughs> What is that? That sounds is that like a, food. Is that a porn or a cooking? Yeah, I mean, tetrazzini, right. chicken tetrazzini. Yeah. Oh. A... Going to pull a George Costanza there. Going to get those two things, <laughs> I don't... the sex and the food together. Oh, I don't want to do Parmesan that. Parmesan is delicious. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> it's some pastrami you, Is it hot in here? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Gillis. Uh, he has one line in the whole film, and here we are. That's crazy. It's the sleaziest line. So, yeah. By, oh, so... Let's talk about Shaka Holland for a second. Uh, oh, the bald lady yeah. from Star Trek. Yeah, the Star Trek bald lady. Uh, I am V'ger lady. Uh, yeah. She wow. died she too is, early. She, she was, a, she's just everything she's in, she just eats up the screen, in yeah. my opinion. She's, she's awesome. She died at 49, is all. She had a massive heart attack, oh. which is, she had no, uh, no one had any reason to believe that she'd even be in, at risk for it. And she just right. died suddenly at 49. It's horrible. But yeah, she's she's a presence, man. Just a wackadoo looking lady in this thing, obviously, yeah. and doing she a great has no accent. Maternal instincts. I love the way he described her during that thing. She has yeah. No maternal instincts. Shaka mm-hmm. was her name. Shaka. And she is obviously our. Actually, she's our one and only Star Trek connection, which we'll get. Oh, to really? Later. No other Star Trek it's connection. A, yeah. But that's it's a, a good real one. strong. That's a real strong. Yeah, that one. That one. That need. one counts in large amounts. I think. Um, <laughs> I found a piece of trivia for uh, Ibit here. Uh, oh. The widescreen DVD release from Universal Pictures substitutes two songs during the disco shootout. The mm. first is Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones, and the second is I Am a Man, or I'm a Man by Keith I'm Emerson. Uh, earlier VHS releases from the MCA Universal Home Video, as well as some television versions, contained altered songs as well. So I guess the Netflix version is the original with these two, Brown it Sugar and with, I'm a Man. Uh, yeah, the song's put back in there. And, uh, of course, Keith Emerson. Boy, it is proggy as hell, uh, all the music right. going through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of keyboard synthesizer. Almost distracting. Like when he's doing the tunnel, the undercover uh, tunnel thing, uh, Stallone with the briefcase and the tufts come out and then the cop car just drives on in there. Totally yeah, agree. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I kept expecting a theremin or something. Is is weird. Emerson, like, Lincoln Palmer, uh, uh, Keith Emerson. By the yeah, way, yeah. oh, that's who. The, 
Oh, he's yeah. the Emerson in that. I didn't know he's that. He's the Emerson and Emerson Lake and Palmer, yeah. All right. Well, I had it trivia also, and then you gave me more. That's fantastic. The music stylings also felt like there was a there was some conflict going on where like one person was saying, This is gonna sound very disco, and another person was saying, No, we need it to sound very eighties mm. and they couldn't make up their minds, so they mushed them together. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because of the long production on it. I think it started in seventy eight and didn't actually uh reach reached oh, the wow. screen until like 81 so it so crossed it, a musical boundary it really in production, did it, it, it probably yeah. did it felt it did yeah. and it felt like it did <laughs> like in the movie it felt like there was a weird turn musically uh mm. where some of it was like oh they were in the disco era and then suddenly we were just corn- sort of in this early 80s rock era and yeah couldn't really make sense of so, it but yeah go ahead did right. they did they say did they say the title of the movie in the movie this time yes because- Yes. When, when did they uh, say it? Because I oh, you know what? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It. I'm thinking of, <laughs> I'm thinking of extraction because I watched extraction after this, and he said, "All right, we're meeting at the extraction." And I laughed because I said, "If this is for film sack, I would be recording this." But no, they never did because I'll always record it if they did. And you're right, they never did. So yeah. I looked that up. Nighthawks is a term used by the, especially the New York Police Department in the 70s, that meant detectives that would go out at night and do like nighttime detective work like they're right and tr- they called it they, they called it some kind of weird thing in the movie too. their profession they were like uh it wasn't undercover cop it was something like i can't remember exactly what it was right. it was something odd street, i'm like was there ever position bumping. wasn't it street uh street street pumpkin street, what street pumpkin street crimes. no he said street something not street pumpkin street something okay <laughs> I'm a street, street pumpkin. pumpkin. I'm a street pumpkin. Yeah, uh, we're a couple of street pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> to get the bad don't, guys. Uh, don't look at us. We're just a couple of street pumpkins. He did say By something way, in this movie that he says in a movie we've seen before forever ago, and I can't wait to play it. I have both lined up because I am the law. it's like the no. same exact line, but you have the difference between an enunciating Stallone and a non-enunciating Stallone. Oh. It's fantastic. Ooh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. I, uh, I just want to say this leads me right to the most prominent trope that I... Ooh, wrote down well, and that deserves a and, thing. And Hold on here. I broke go. the pencil off on. If I don't play um, that now, when would I? There you go. Uh, Chekhov's everything mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Early on in the movie, uh, we get to see Stallone in drag. Like, and uh, it's it's portrayed very straight. Like, it's very you know manly and tough of him that he's in drag. But you don't realize it that everything is going to come back around. The first yeah. time we see Rutger Hauer in New York City, he's in front of the tram. The like everything, it's Chekhov's everything. everything. Mm-hmm. If something really is, is shown to you in this early in this movie, you're gonna see it it's again. Gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it's or, being shown to you for a reason, yeah. Yeah. right? And there's lots of times, there's lots of foreshadowing. They'll say something, it's like, and they'll they'll set it up like this is like gonna happen, and then sure enough, mm-hmm. like halfway through the movie, there it goes. I, it happens. Yeah, I I have to tip my hat to the movie though. I really was surprised by the big reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. The I was ending surprised. was I was totally too. took me. Totally mm-hmm. took me. I think it's because I hadn't seen Lindsay Wagner for so long at that point, and it just the, the way that was cut, the editing was good. I it just it, it really took me, me until yeah. I saw him creeping up at right. her back, and I could tell from the back it wasn't her. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, See, yeah. I didn't. I thought. Uh, I thought. All right. So Sloane's gonna either shoot through the window or he's gonna bust in through the door. Just Absolutely. as as Rutger Hauer is approaching uh, Lindsay Wagner, that, that did take me yeah, catching me off guard. Yeah. Absolutely, I was waiting for the gunshot to go off because he was aiming the gun. I was or the the knife. I was waiting for the gunshot to go off it, as soon as he went to slice. I thought I was going to mm-hmm. stand in the doorway or something. Totally took me off. By the way, 
that was a really good home invasion for, you know, 81, because that's scary. Somebody coming in, you don't mm, think about that mm-hmm. anymore because it, your only line of communication was those stupid house phones and somebody could take one phone off in the house mm-hmm. and all of yeah, the phones. It cuts are pretty all much, the phones off. It yeah. It's all the phones. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. a scary thought. That is a scary thought. And that and was actually that, handled really the well. The recliner chair that he put it on uh, makes that unusable too. Like mm-hmm. you can't yeah. sit in that recliner chair because the receiver of the phone is on there. Exactly. I, want, I yeah, wanted to smack scary. Lando because when they went under the water, the thing, you know, essentially drowned in the water and they're all looking at yeah. it forever, waiting to see if there's any action. And Lando's like, well, <laughs> I guess that's it. We're out of here. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I've never seen anybody give up so quickly. <laughs> ah, I'm yeah. not getting no, wet. I clearly, <laughs> clearly saw somebody swimming away from the, the bus like in two shots. Like, yeah. no, right there. He's right there. He's yeah. swimming away. There's a black, him. like you see his head. That's right there. Yeah, that was but I guess annoying. in New York, the East River during this time, I guess if you were if you were in there, you were effectively gone, right? I guess oh, really? no one's no one's cold? gonna go. No, because polluted snowing and polluted. <laughs> polluted was awful. No cops getting in there. It's like, oh well. Yeah. I guess he got away. I guess he's not here with us anymore. They they did have uh like boat cops though. And they <laughs> still cops. do. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Boat cops. You could have gone out there. You're right. They had yeah. boat cops. Yeah. But you got Lando going, it's let's just leave. But this was this was New York. I mean, okay, so during the early eighties and late seventies, we used to be very during the seventies, we were very uh Americans were very dirty. We littered a lot. So much so that there was these big initiatives to get litter picked up, and they kind of addressed that in this uh, in this film. But they were just constantly just throwing stuff off. You know, it's like whatever. You know, throw this letter down here, throw this letter down here. No one was going to get that bus out of the out of the river. No. You know that that no. bus was going to stay there forever. That's where yeah. it landed. Yeah. That where right. it stayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that... Well, I guess we just now have a bus in the river. All right. Yeah, that was going to be it. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like. If you were to make this movie today, I just think there's a lot of holes and problems I have with it would actually be fixed by modern okay. ideas. But then part of me is like, hey, if you're going to make a new Nighthawks, do it in the 70s. Do a period piece. Yeah. Ooh, right. yeah. yeah. Like, I might enjoy that. Um, and there's 100 Who's actors. Who's guy I've- now? I mean, we've we've kind of burned through a lot because we had like a little 70s era Ashton revival Kutcher. there for a little while. <laughs> so Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher would be? I don't, I don't think so. I think we've already ran. I'm, I let's can't talk take about the new serious. people. Yeah, I can't right. take oh, I him serious thinking, anyway. Uh, Ray Liotta, ex-smoker uh, Ray Liotta. He's too old. Right. Too old. <laughs> Thanks for those commercials. A few years ago, a few years ago, maybe. Entertainment. Yeah, no, he's too old. Maybe some years ago. I mean, you could you could right. get somebody like De Niro to be the guy that's like yelling at him in the meetings. Somebody okay, like that. Topher Grace. Topher uh, Grace. I still think he's too old. I think too I want to see like a yeah, but I guess thirties. Zach Topher Efron or a no, okay, Annie go. Matterson. These are all terrible are names. No, yeah, we, what are you talking about? We got to do somebody naming people from that '70s show. Come on, somebody. Oh, <laughs> we need somebody good. All these names. We've are already bad. went through this. Yeah, we've already. That's the problem. We went. We went through a whole bunch of actors. We had that little '70s revival there on TV and movies for a while. So we've kind of burned through all those characters. I'm trying to think of this generation's. Who would go? Um, all right. Go? Here you go. We got here's some choices. What's well, something uh, new and exciting? Who would be your guy? I could see Brad Pitt at his age. I like I like a little bit of a grizzly Brad Pitt because mm-hmm. he's still handsome, still kind of, you know, looks like he can get stuff done. He'd be all right. So Stallone was like, so Stallone, both these guys were like in their 30s, right? Were they 40s? They, they said they were 30 in the film. But uh, were they really in their 40s at this they point? look 30s to me. I'd be surprised right. if they were older than that. Yeah, so we could look it up. Yeah, Scott Con. Could you do like a Scott Con kind of? Oh, I could see a Scott. Con yeah, he'd be all right. Um, maybe it's a lady partner. 
do a dude and a lady partner. So you got like a uh, lady partner. Tessa Thompson. Ryan Gosling. He could do it. I liked him in I Blade mean, Runner. He would have been amazing ten years ago. I feel like now we're we need kind of past it. Tom yeah, Hardy. Put need... Tom Hardy in there. Done. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Thing, you you know? know what? Tom Hardy and Jeremy Renner. There's your pair. Get those two in I there. Think, get the I job think done. Chris Evans needs to break out of those uh, superhero roles and step into this. That's what I think. Well, Chris Evans. It's really confusing for people because we like Nighthawks. Is that a new thing? <clears throat> I keep mm-hmm. hearing that new, uh, that Chris Evans thing that's on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus that just premiered yesterday called, I forgot. It's about a, a New York DA whose kid supposedly commits murder and he's got to deal with it. Anyway, that thing's getting rave reviews. He's about, he's okay. about to do his own thing, get the hell out of the captain suit. Defending Jacob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. defending okay, Jacob. Okay. That's it. Just hear me out. A Nighthawks remake starring Melissa McCarthy and Leslie Jones. Uh, okay. It's too comedic. <laughs> so it's though. a comedy you're saying. Yeah. I'm just, no, I don't, I don't need it to be a comedy. I'm just saying I want to see those two together again. All right. And if Kristen Wiig is Wolfgar. Yeah. yeah. Look, if you're saying, if you're saying take a bunch of great uh, comedic actresses and there are a bunch of them and make them play it straight, that's interesting to me. Like I would actually be very interested in a Kristen Wiig serious villain role. Yeah. Like would people did, uh, would people be, feel weirdly discordant about that? I don't know, but I would see it. That sounds interesting. Did any of us? And then I know I didn't, but did any of the rest of you see the kitchen? Uh, never saw um, the kitchen. No, I barely um, see it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's supposed to be like a more straight, you know, straightforward uh, Melissa McCarthy role with. Um, Elizabeth Moss. Uh, well, what was the thing she got nominated for? Hat, for Tiffany Globe? Haddish. What was her nomination? She got nominated for Can You Ever Forgive Me, which is about a woman who forges artwork. And it is, it is fantastic. If you haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, it's really, really good. But yeah, it's not I want to see that. The Kitchen was last year. It was like a, a crime drama about um, wives of mobsters, I think, that uh, take over when their husbands get killed, take over the oh okay yeah, i was talking about mob stuff yeah. oh right they take over the business the family business I the see. family business uh-huh. and it's based on a dc yes. comic oh interesting i'd be uh-huh. down to watch that that sounds great the kitchen eh the kitchen uh 24 on rotten tomatoes so don't oh. rush to see it well <laughs> sounds maybe like we a... rush to see it for this <laughs> yeah maybe it's a bummer after all uh yeah. anyway yeah like get creative with your casting and i think you have a decent thing here the problem is i don't think this has much of a following none of us had seen it right no. none of us yeah no. this oh, is God, this no. was uh this was what like french connection three or something and yeah it was, was started just... as that right like they were trying right. to write so, a french connection movie is... and then they changed yeah. it because gene hackman didn't want to do it and uh, i didn't realize there was a french connection too <laughs> yeah. there's, to there's not really a cult following after this or anything this just happened to fly in in as a Nighthawk, we have so some I listeners who pretty we have some listeners who adore it. I've gotten a few emails that right. are like, wow. "You guys are going to be talking about my favorite movie growing up." I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> wow. Well, the, I'll tell you, the the ending made this movie. If up until I saw the ending, the big payoff, yeah, I was kind of like, "Eh, mm-hmm. I probably forget this movie after about a week." Yeah. But with the payoff, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> it's so dumb." I, I laughed I really hard. I agree with Ibba that this movie is riddled with these big moments that I'll never forget. I'll never mm-hmm. forget the nightclub leading into the subway construction chase scene. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that ending. The, the, the Roosevelt yeah. tram car. Roosevelt yeah, that is just that. Is, that is real searing, and so like I have a hard time really finding fault with the movie. Mm. It's it's 1981 as hell. 
You know, that's yeah. a that's yeah. a bit of a problem. But yeah. gosh, even the even the weird music, it, it perfectly works. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we got a Deluxe Johnson team here. We don't have that very often, uh, and I think we're in accordance here. I I came away right. from it going, oh, this is actually kind of rad, and I can see why yeah, it's would, got I would decent not, ratings. I would not diss anybody for liking this movie because I don't usually diss people. You don't for diss it. people for anything. You're the nice guy. Do that, but I, I'm not going to hold it against you for liking it. And and I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. But am I going to go back and watch it again? No, because I'm probably going to go. You know what? I'd rather watch Cobra. Yeah, really you'll watch, watch Cobra. Cobra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm going to get some Stallone that's action. An interesting comparison. Going to watch Cobra or something. Yeah. Okay. I would probably. I mean, if you're saying which would I rather sit down and watch right, right now, I'd probably say Cobra. So I <laughs> right. guess it, it made me want to watch Over the Top, and then yes. the the <laughs> phrase Over the Top made me want to watch the uh, Schwarzenegger movie uh, where uh, he he fakes his own death and uh, he says you should not drink and bake. Um, uh, kindergarten Cop. Eraser. <laughs> oh, Eraser. Uh, eraser. Eraser. No, no, way less prominent. Schwarzenegger film. Oh, uh, I should have just looked up the title, but it's, uh, it's not a tumor three. Anyway, it's a, <laughs> kindergarten cop. <laughs> kindergarten cop three. Still not a tumor. Still not Schwarzenegger a tumor. is in a Twins. loveless marriage, and he fakes his own death to get out of it and to go undercover it, with a Chicago mafia, oh, and then he just kills. Oh, everybody. red. Uh, not reds. Reds. Red heat. Red heat. Not really. Nope. No, it's a Russian in that. Um, I don't know, Randy. I'm I don't think, to think I'm, I don't think I'm getting the description right. of this correct. Okay, so tell me about it again now. So this isn't a... <laughs> what time Short frame are we looking at? I'm, I know. I, I'm not, I'm, this is I'm a not moment, recognizing it from the description so far. This yeah. is a there moment is, I love because there's there are people listening who are screaming the name at us, and I love this, and yeah. so we're just going to go with it. All right. So Schwarzenegger is a badass like county sheriff cop. Oh, this is a and, recent thing. No, this is like 1987 oh, or something. Oh, then not what I'm thinking. And of. Right. Huh. and he is in a loveless marriage, and he comes home, and his wife is drunk, oh. and she and she pulls a, a cake out of the oven, and she didn't turn the okay. oven on, and right. so it's still it's still dough. So you're or talking batter. about raw deal. Yes, raw deal. Raw yeah. deal. Yeah, raw deal. I, I never saw yeah, raw when you deal. You started describing it. That made more sense. Never saw red raw deal. deal. Yeah, red That's deal. That's you said before. <laughs> 1986, uh, he played Mark Kaminsky. Uh, and uh, it made me want to watch movies like that. You mm, know, like yes. I just, Nighthawks just gives way to a whole decade of stuff. You know what? I, I just like. D- totally down with this, with watching that. But let's get Rod oh, Deal yeah. on the list. Yeah. What's funny is I've seen the movie poster a million times. Yeah. And if you didn't have the words Rod Deal at the bottom, I would have said, oh yeah, that's a Predator. Or that's uh Red Heat, or that's you know, right, it could have been any right. other Schwarzenegger movie with that movie poster. I, yeah. I think this is on uh, Pluto TV about six months ago. Was it kind of? Yeah, I kind of kind of <laughs> fell in about halfway through, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this stupid movie. I love yeah, this. <laughs> stupid movie. F this stupid, stupid movie. movie. I'm Dude, I'm, uh, I'm in I'm in on, on this idea. It's on Amazon Prime. I just found it. Is on Amazon Prime. Prime. I would totally. I would I would bump everything else right now that we're doing coming up. For raw deal? deal oh, Amazon I would. Prime. I would resubscribe. Yeah. I would resubscribe to Amazon Prime specifically just to watch. Them. Arnold we needs some went, love. 
So. Guys, we just went from not knowing the movie. <laughs> I, I, I obviously know the very next the movie film somewhat. Yeah, yeah to, we just did like we just jumped tracks. We're on a different train now. Yeah, this is great. I think that's great. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Besides, Arnold's getting squeezed a little bit on our uh, film sack stats website, which people should be checking out if you aren't. You're crazy. Like, I don't like that. Arnold's got to stay on the top. He is currently. So this is what this week did to him. Sylvester Stallone is now tied with Schwarzenegger for the most actors or the most positions of actors being on things third uh, second place frank welker he went up a notch because of last week yeah um so he was there was a two-way tie between schwarzenegger and him uh the still the runaway guys this thomas rosales jr guy is still at 18 so we got 18 14 for frank welker and 13 is the tie now for schwarzenegger stallone let's get schwarzenegger in here right away and fix this problem i need schwarzenegger stat. yep let's get him back all up in there uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme still down at 10. And by the way, Dolph Lundgren's a sad little man at 9. Anyway. He's a sad little man. Uh, <laughs> even though he has a lot to do with a lot of these people. <laughs> these lists. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, in all right. their movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, when you're getting beat by Danny Trejo, you know, you got to work harder. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was going to I had a thing to tell you guys. Oh, the original cut of this movie was two and a half hours long. They cut it way, way, way down. So we all were blessed by that, I suppose. So yeah, yeah. That discotheque scene was actually almost 30 minutes long. Yeah. Then it's walking up and down yeah, things. Felt like it. So dodge yeah. that bullet. Uh, also, the Roosevelt tram was used in this film. There's only one other movie that was ever used in in any significant way other than right. background stuff. And it was 2002's Spider-Man. Oh, I thought. Oh yeah, Spider Man. I thought uh, the firm. No, I don't think so. It's not that uh, that tram that uh, Tom Cruise is kind of stuck in when. Uh, well, what you're doing now is creating scrutiny. So it's possible yeah. Mandela effect. Uh, <laughs> well, it's possible IMDb's full of crap. So uh, that's where I got that info. So who knows? I thought the firm takes place entirely in a southern city like Memphis or Atlanta or something. Mm. Feels like it should. I thought. Because he was from Big City, right? And then this was like small town lawyer stuff, yeah. 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 Didn't we do the firm? Okay. We did the firm. We right? did do the firm. Yeah. That, that's really sad. Because he ran a lot in that. I remember mm-hmm. him just running like crazy in that. Movie. Why are you running, lawyer man? This makes no sense. <laughs> Why are you running? Because I'm Tom uh, Cruise. The Memphis Suspension Railway, the Mud Island Monorail, is uh, the the oh. one used in the firm. Oh, two, two okay. things about that guy tram. Yeah. Two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, a Skytram better not stop and shake like that if I'm on it, because when they pulled the brake, that thing was like, like, wow. Yeah. That freaks me out. And secondly, do they have drop lines in those things? They can just drop down to a bar. Yeah. No kidding. That operate from, from within. I'm like everything. I was surprised how much you could control that tram from within the tram. It feels like you should only be able to control that tram from the, uh, Somewhere else. From the terminus. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was... Uh, that was tram something. tech was questionable. There, <laughs> you think? Yeah, it yeah. definitely didn't uh, adhere to the laws of physics. Uh, but, I, yeah, I would have been a lot more freaked out. The lady with the baby is a chicken, uh, which is basically yeah. kind of its own weird mm-hmm. trope. I, in fact, I wrote here, that this had a chicken that was a baby in it, I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> but she was not freaked out enough for her kid. She needed to be more yeah. worked up. Later, she was crying and stuff, but when... That when all that went down, dude, I don't know. I I think I would have freaked out more. I didn't buy that these guys were were maybe New Yorkers are just too tough or something. I don't know how that works, but mm-hmm. right. I didn't buy that any of them were upset enough. They should have been really losing their minds. Anyway, there's that. 
Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, um, uh, oh, we already maybe we didn't mention this. No, we didn't. Rugger Hauer, who I really like, mm-hmm. lost his mother and his best friend during the production of the film two different times. He returned to his native Netherlands for both of their respective funerals, but returned to the production each time within a few days. Uh, people are like, "You don't need to," and he's like, "I'm gonna." Uh, he says this, but despite all the personal drama and the difficulties on the set and the travel and everything, Hauer stated in his autobiography, which I didn't know existed. I kind of want to read it. Uh, it's called Hobo with an Autobiography. Just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> he says uh, he was happy he stayed aboard the film as the movie caused him to be noticed in Hollywood and started an impressive international career. Oh, it's kind of no. nice, right? Well, I liked his little performance. It was good. Yeah. And he's super creepy sneaking through the back rooms of your house, sneaking up on you. That was... It was seven you know, like That I enjoyed. That felt like seven a little bit, didn't it? A little bit of yeah. the ending of seven. Yeah. Not quite the... Right. The, the part where the head in the box and that. But somehow, I, for whatever reason, I got a little seven vibe from that uh, so, thing. So, Rucker Hauer's autobiography is uh, called All it's Those Moments, rain. Stories of Heroes, Villains, Replicants, and ba- Blade Runners. Wow. Like, that, man, what we don't need long titles on yeah. book covers. <laughs> you know what? People do that all the time. I, I mean, that's just subtitle, right? It's not really the all same. those moments stories of heroes villains replicants and blade runners yeah all right wrecker yeah whatever you got there buddy he didn't say hobos or um uh, huh. <laughs> uh hitchers wasn't he in hitcher wasn't he the hitcher he wasn't hitcher yeah yeah he should said stories of hitchers watch for this we should watch we've hitcher. never watched the no. hitcher for this and we totally Ooh. should it's on our list of wishes it just never shows up anywhere it's on our list of wishes yeah our aloysius if that if that showed up anywhere i'd say let's stream it I'd right. bump it in front of Raw hey. Deal. <laughs> okay. I'd get the hey, how how good is a how good is a guitar as a gun silencer? Uh, <laughs> or a plastic it bag? A awkward. Yeah, yeah, like it's. Yeah, so. I guess it's more like a gun hider than a silencer. Okay. It's just the way that yeah. you can get a little bit closer to the guy. I'm right. just holding a guitar. I'm off. I'm not a bad guy. I'm I'm playing guitar. Look. Mm-hmm. How about a plastic, how about a Ziploc bag on your gun? How about that? Because he did that, that at the too. end. I don't know if you guys noticed, he but did. when he was pretending to be the bionic woman and had the wig right. and the whatnot on, his, his gun was in a bag, and I thought, well, why? Right. That's not going to Because he was putting up he was putting up the fish in the Ziploc, but it wasn't fish. It was a gun. <laughs> That's not really what he was doing, was <laughs> he? didn't he? want it to get wet from the uh, washing dishes. Okay. Right. I guess. I don't know what that, I mean, honestly, when you'd shoot out of that bag, that doesn't. Yeah. There's no way that makes a muffle or a silence, right? So how? Oh no, not at all. So not why? All. Why would he no, do it? Was, why? Did anybody? Did anybody notice any like uh, prominent guns? Like any any moment in the movie where you're like, whoa, look at that? Oh, there's man, a Mac Ten yeah, in his face. Tons of prominent guns. They had like a sawed-off shotgun near the beginning, right? Was that what that was? He was carrying into the. Yeah. So yeah. They had like all kinds of guns that were gritty and dirty. Yeah. yeah they 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 had different guns in that scene. Uh, Stallone had a Remington and Billy D. Williams had a Winchester shotgun. Mm. And those were impressive. Like you see it when they, when the, you finally realize they, the, wow, they've got those under their trench coats. Whoa, here come the big guns. Like, what are they doing? And then they bust into a tiny dingy apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about what? that whole fight at the beginning where uh, they were really trying to set up Billy D. Williams as a, as a cop on the edge, man. Like they were trying right. to, he yeah, was the, about to the kill cocaine that dude. bust, yeah, yeah, and they really just yeah. didn't follow up on that. Like, and by, and by yeah. that I mean his yeah, his right. tendency like, to be a, a hothead or whatever. It, he never got hotheaded again, and he never, but he never also addressed his hotheadedness. Yeah, later on, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is a little, mm-hmm. di- yeah, missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they could have gone places with that, but 
It's mine. The, the gun that really stuck out to me is in the in the getting ready to go to war montage, uh, Stallone goes to the firing range to make sure that he's a really good marksman with his pistol. Mm-hmm. Right. And and also to let out some rage on a piece of paper. Yeah. 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 I love that trope. And uh he's he's using a Smith and Wesson six twenty nine. Yeah. And it's the shiniest gun <laughs> that you've ever seen. It looks it's polished to a mirror glaze. <laughs> right. And it's just like you see that and you're like Oh, you can't hide that though. You can't conceal this gun made of mirrors. Mm-mm. And sure enough, he p- pulls it out at the end of the movie. It's the gun in the plastic bag. Oh, later. right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Which, uh, I like how they, I like how they heighten that scene as well to with the with the sirens and stuff and the lights and yeah. And they took it to the next level, I guess, to go like, oh, this is you have to be immersed. So you're not distracted by those things well, you those, normally those, see. Those movies effective. are really into like street sound and New York sounds, right? Like back oh, yeah. then, everything yeah. was like sirens in the distance and horns honking, and like they were really going, going for that whole thing. Like like 2012. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. 2012. Oh, the movie 2012. The movie yeah, 2012. 2012. Oh, yeah, like when the horns were blaring. Yeah, I was thinking you meant the year, and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on with the year? was unaware of the connection to the year. Sell melons in this bodega? (laughs) (laughs) What was that all about? I don't know. I don't know. That was weird. We also haven't talked about what I think grossed Scott out the most. Yeah. And I think it's... uh, City streets? I think it's... Well, I mean, New York as a whole. But I think... uh, Was there something, Scott, or am I... I mean, you tell me because I didn't write one down. But you might be... Were uh, were you... Poorly refrigerated uh, oyster. Oh, uh, my God. Corner, street oyster. Oh, <laughs> oyster slurping. All right. I'm sorry. You know what? You're right. And I've, I've Questionably done a, refrigerated. I've yeah. done a terrible <laughs> job of writing that down because you're absolutely correct. I think I, I think I was just so into the motif that everything in the city is gross right now that it didn't really right. hit me. But you're totally right. That yeah. would have been the grossest hey, thing. Look on the and side just wipe, slurp it, oysters. drop your shell on the ground, wipe your hands and your pants and get back in the car. Uh, it's no way to live. And also just That's the given, way we were, man. Given the pandemic we're in right now, everything anyone touched in this movie just seemed grimy and terrible and mm. the worst possible thing to touch. And when they're in that disco, I'm like, y'all are sweating. It's the 70s. This is gross. You don't have cell phones. What a miserable time to live. <laughs> cell phones. <laughs> it was really something, You jump, don't have cell phones. So all of that was what gross. What are you even doing with your life? So here's, here's John Goodman for all of that. <laughs> All right, that's for all of it. Good job. Um, all right. I so have how a, cold oh. was it at the UN mixer anyway? Because I'm telling right? you, Perseus's balls were <laughs> shrunk up hard. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? What? The the you mean the? Uh, was it? Wait, who? Who's balls? I'm confused. Who's Perseus? Who's Perseus? You mean the statue? Yes. Oh, I didn't hold, notice. Hold, Me- hold Medusa's head. Oh, all oh, right. His, oh, this. Junk hanging out. His balls are always like that, though. That's what he. Well, okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter how cold it is. Perseus was a. He had a little tight bag. That was his deal. <laughs> little coin purse, little. He was getting the. He was getting the testosterone from somewhere else, and uh, right. Let those things. Just... <laughs> Clash of the testes. <laughs> so since he's since he's since he's stone, and he's got the head. Does that mean he looked in the head? Is that what happened? Is that why he's? <laughs> oh shit. Don't go that deep, dude. There's trouble on the in those ocean in those waters. Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's a real dude. Did you know that? There's a real guy under there. It's not a statue. <laughs> no. Just, uh, How embarrassing. I should have put something on before. It's very I embarrassing. Frozen by Medusa. Exactly. Yeah. All right, I got clips. Do you guys want to hear some clips? 
Oh my yes, God, please. I've got some. Um, they're actually pretty good this week, so enjoy these. Uh, let me skip over here where I can actually see them. All right, here we go. Uh, how about this one? Oh, it's that lady again. We'll just play her again. May I help you with anything? Okay, so she's just real good. Have you with anything? Oh, yes. I think nope. you might be interested in something like this. I think she's just doing a bad English yeah. accent. I think that's what that yeah. is. I don't know, but it took her forever to scoot that bag underneath there. I know. I didn't think I was ever going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I press the bag with my foot. foot. <laughs> like so. Foot. <laughs> All right, here is the three-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> How long is the timer on this bag? <laughs> <sighs> I like that Rugger Hauer suddenly breathes all of his words like that. <laughs> right. Here's a here's some cool '70s jive talking. Here you go. Talking to you, pig. I'm talking to you, pig. Hey, you Ooh, pig. Yeah. You pig. How much you want for this here? What you talking? I'm to? talking to you, pig. Oh yeah, it's just so. That's awesome. So we don't call people sucker anymore either. That was another nope. thing we got. A couple of times. Sucker. And they had yeah. that old whatever sucker. That old British man using that term. They were like, hey, yeah, what if the old guy training everybody kept saying sucker? And I'm like, yeah, what if you don't? Don't have him do what that. What if you don't? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now for the first time in Film Sack history, I'm going to allow an unbleeped F-bomb. And the reason I'm going to do it is because the way Lando Calrissian... Mm-hmm. Of Cloud City decides to say that the use his use of the of the Ooh. mother effer is yeah. busted. It so is if, not if you're sound listening, right. Tell the kids to go to bed, <laughs> right? Or just right. just to hold their the ears F-box. for a Skip second, or thirty seconds, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, ten seconds even. It's really short. In fact, the clip itself is four point eight seconds, which I'm about to start in three, two, one. Wish on the ship, motherfucker, motherfucker. Let him go, man. He's that's not the right way to say it. Mother. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> I think it's pronounced F U G G E C E K E R. It's like the way that uh, they all take turns pronouncing it. Again, the usual suspects. Second time I'm going to bring up that, that film. But when they're all in the police lineup and uh, the, right. the lady's trying to identify him, I'm going to give me all your money. <laughs> Some of them kind of play it up a little bit. It's kind of exactly the way they say it in that film. It's just really weird. Wasted on the ship, mother. That's just not right. <laughs> oh, see, now you oh, now I forgot to I warn him. Sorry. Sorry. Warning. The Warning. kids are all back in. I thought oh, you said yeah. it was okay, Mom. It's all right. He says, it so, he says it so wrong, it's barely a swear word. It's fine. It's barely but, a swear word. Yeah. But this is this is the scene where uh, Stallone is basically cradling Billy D. Williams, who has just taken a... A terrible, terrible wound, right? No, this is the this one. Is the, this is in the, the this is the drug bust scene where he's got the guy on the table and he's about to shoot him. He sees the kid and then feels bad and then won't shoot right. him. Right, okay, yeah, different scene. Right. So the the one you're thinking of, Stallone is yelling it and he's going, "I'll kill you, your mother effer!" And he just yelling it at the top of his Stallone lungs. His mouth's going all sideways like it does when he yells because he can't yell straight. He can't yell symmetric. Right, right. When Stallone nope. yells, it goes right way over here to the left amazing like you almost like he's got a fish hook holding pulling part of his lip <laughs> yeah all that doctor that made for such a weird gif i will treasure it always all right here's a lady or no this is um this is the bionic woman almost captain janeway it's a nice thing to remember oh. it's another star trek oh, wow. near connection yeah oh right she she was uh almost i think she would have been a great janeway by the way i think she would have been great but whatever anyway Lindsay wagner saying what what that's all that's all that was <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, was that her farting? Is that what that was? Let me try it again. What? Is that what she's... No, it's people out. See again, it's New York sound. Someone's outside going. Brrr. 
cutting into the street with a jackhammer. Yeah. That was my stripper name for about five years. Jackhammer. Here's a line I don't remember. So here it is. One of these days, it would be nice if someone listened before it was too late. Okay. Nigel Hoffman. Had a movie had a really hard time establishing that character. Yeah. Like, he he needs to be this completely tough, completely aloof, uh, you know, expert. Yeah. And we need to connect with him because the weakest part in the movie is Stallone deciding he's had enough of all this and he's going to leave the class. Yeah. And then he has to come back because he realizes that he's got to stay. That it's really weak. It's really hard to pull it off. And you need that British guy to be someone that's impressive. And so they start by introducing him on the street as someone to, I don't even want to hear you speak. I can't, you can't even talk. I'm so mad at you right now. And you're supposed to go, oh, well, who might that be? Who, who's this amazing character that you're yelling about? You don't even want him to talk, right? Yeah. And then it turns out to be this guy, and you're like, oh, okay. In the remake, it's modern-day Pierce Brosnan. That's who you use. Yeah. He could do it, and he could fix the problem you're talking about, and he could be that, you know, wise. If he, if it has to be even a British guy for whatever reason, from the British, you know, secret. I whatever. would like it to be Jared Harris. Oh, that'd be all right too. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. I'd like Jared Harris in all things. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's too bad you never got to see Jared Harris and his dad Richard Harris in the same movie. That would have been something. Is it? Did they? Did they never? Act I don't together? think they did. As far as I know, they didn't. If they did, I'd love to be proved wrong because I would watch whatever that is. Because they were, the Harrises are, they're pretty kick-ass, turns out. Uh, although Richard was a notorious drunk and I don't think Jared is. Anyway, no one likes your crap is this line. Huh? Nobody likes your crap. None of you. Neither one of you. Yeah. Huh? My favorite part is <laughs> the first likes part crap. where he goes, huh? we're all, all back down to the precinct talking about you. We don't like your crap. Yeah. We like, don't like you and your wig. No. Yeah, we don't Bob like over there, we love his crap. His yeah. crap is the best. His crap is the best. Like, he's the worst. more like Bob. Yeah, it's like, hey, Sergeant. Huh? 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 Anyway. It's like, this guy This guy is a. This guy is an angry plumber that you've just asked to come fix your clogged toilet. Yeah. He's like, hey, does it matter if the pipes are in the other room? Huh? Yeah, he just get all mad and get all pissed at you. No one likes your crap. All right, Hook. Oh. Here's Hook in the mouth guy, French guy. All right, I got him. Here he is. He's making a weird noise. <laughs> oh, you seem to have... Look at my mouth. Okay, okay. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? You want that nose? All right, that nose. It's fine. Sure. He just Yeah, that's how you it. motivate someone who's about to change how you look forever. Yeah. And then they shot him anyway. Or they didn't show it, but they said they just killed him. So, freaking Brugger Howard, dude. Not... Not taking any crap. All right, here's an angry dude. He's very angry. No, I don't understand. Get your hands off me! Understand this, sucker! You're a cop and you'll go where you're assigned. Jeez Louise. Give me your gun and your bag. <laughs> he sounds you... a little like Joey Pants for some reason. I hear oh, a, little, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You wrecked three cars. Yep. Uh, here's one for... What's this? Understand this, sucker! Oh, I just isolated it. That's what that was. <laughs> All right, here's my one of my favorite ones. What uh, what we knew about Ibbett in high school, okay? Oh, good. We knew right. this about you. This was nothing to do with prom. It was just kind of a you know prerequisite to kind of know what Ibbett was all about. And um, and here's here's the case file we found. His pattern is that he immediately makes female contacts to establish safe housing for his armory. He also has a liking for fancy foods, expensive clothes, and the nightlife. 
Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. All all 100% true, and not just high school, but uh, yeah. now as well. Yeah, all safe. the way through I college. I need those ladies for, for safe harbor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got to find some place for my storm. armory. Yeah, got to put mm-hmm. your, uh, your stuff somewhere. I get you. Yeah, my fancy clothes and my your night nightlife. Life. Yeah, your nightlife. Uh, I'm living the wrong the life. life. You know, I got to boogie. <laughs> right. It's like I'm living the wrong life. I don't think I'm going out and meeting enough strange ladies and yeah. leaving stuff at their houses. Right. Well, sure. You got to get in right. there. Got to get in there and make that happen. All right. Here's, um, I don't know what this is. If he has changed his face, he will be more dangerous than ever. Okay. Why? Just so we won't recognize him? Why would he be more dangerous than ever? He's still a, hom- a homicidal blunt bombing maniac. Why would it be any different? I don't like that well, line. But he's more dangerous, which is to say we won't recognize him, which increases the danger. I don't know. He may as well. They didn't know what he looked like before until they saw his... Until, like, until Sylvester Stallone erased, erased the glasses and the, the beard of right, the drum that he yeah. made. It's like, yeah. right, wait a minute. This is what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> now, this movie is spent... Uh, spent some time explaining how to forget a certain thing, and I've always, I've for most of my life tried to forget, especially the bad Police Academy movies. So here's some advice from this film on how to do that. Oh, once and for all, forget this Police Academy nonsense. Okay, uh, finally I can wow. be rid of it. I'm done. Right. No more. Sounds Sounds so that. much like uh, Sergeant Lazard, Lazard in, in uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Tower. Forget about all this Police Academy business. <laughs> There's also a bit of Graham Chapman and the meaning of life there. <laughs> a little, little bit, bit, yeah. A little bit. Uh, I want to ask the. I want to ask Scott and Brian. Did you did you connect at all with De Silva? His name was De Silva, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you connect right. at all with him in, in so far as he was pretty good at sketching and he kept a pad and sketched? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know how he was like that. That whole the whole creating a drawing of Wolfgar. And keeping with him and then trying other things like, you know, like he's a woolly willy uh, magnetic pencil shavings right, right, uh, right. drawing. Um, the fact that he's the only one who's figured out that you can actually erase the glasses and the beard and come up with another another. I look. like your idea. I'd like to see him with a woolly willy. Yes, uh, yeah, willy yeah, willy willy. Trying to keep that thing not shaken up while you're out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh crap. Oh, I put it vertically in my pocket. Now all the, all the fur is at the bottom. Oh, wait a minute. Look. If you hold it like this, it looks like him. Yeah. Here he, is. <laughs> he I just figured out who he reminds me of. I'm going to play this one more time. Oh, once and for all, forget this police academy nonsense. All right, now listen to this. Diplomatic community. <laughs> a, little, oh, yes. a little bit, right? A little bit. More than just a passing. Uh, more than a passing resemblance. All right, here is um, uh, him getting mad again. Well, it's not my responsibility to be part of an accidental homicide. Oh, for Christ's sake, the silver! Jeez Louise. <laughs> Also, is it homicide or homicide? How do you say it? I say homicide, but... Uh, I feel like the world says know. homicide and... and but, you know, it's life on the street. Uh, you pronounce it however you want. I guess so. They say MF or wrong, so why not that? Yeah, exactly. Boy, he, you know, there's not a lot of angry acting from Sylvester Stallone himself, but he sure inspires it in others. Oh, he certainly does. Uh, okay, here's Stallone being more Stallone than usual. Are you serious? It is. And a little bit of that. <laughs> Now, my favorite part, the part you've all been waiting for, is this comparison. This is going to be way over. I'm, I'm overdoing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, this is him saying, from Nighthawk, saying this line. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Okay. And here he is from, I don't know what movie, 2013, whatever it was we watched. 
He says it Probably here. Rocky Three. Probably. Are you hungry? See? Listen to that. <laughs> so now if I play him again. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? He's slowing down over time. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I love it. I love for I would love for Are You Hungry to be Stallone's I'll Be Back. Like for him to try and work that into every film he's ever been in. Maybe he has. We just haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah, we just haven't noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. How amazing would that be if we discovered a catchphrase 20, 30, 40 years later? (laughs) Right after. (laughs) I agree. That'd be Uh, be great. That'd be crazy. Anyway, all right. Well, there's that. How about this one? Shaq. When the walls fell. All right. I, <laughs> I see what you did. That's brilliant. I couldn't help it. Every time they called her Shaka, which Shaka, although he stopped She's there, more like Shock. Yeah, but other people would say Shaka, and I and all I can think of was when the walls fell. When the walls fell, that was it. <laughs> all right. You know, it would have been it would have been more effective too if after she shot him, if the if they kept the elevator running and it just kept scraping his his body up as the elevator uh, kept going. Oh yeah, that would have been yes. I would, yeah. I would have preferred that outcome. All right, here's a bastard thing. I want that bastard. Oh, yeah, when they were face-to-face in the helicopter. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, well, what was your game plan? you going to land it on the tram? You gonna, yeah. You're just going to go look at him yeah. and then, That's and then have to... It. And yeah. then have to go, you know, fly another 20 minutes to land and go somewhere else. Yeah. It was so loosely based on the idea that he needed to get into the head of the terrorists. And so I guess looking him in the eye is the only way he could do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is all true. Now this. Hey, this is the Film Sack Checklist. Hobo with a bag bomb. Check. Lando oh. is Rando Mando in this film, though. Check. Oh, well done. Yeah. Uh, he should have took that shot. Check. All right. Uh, Star Trek Connections, we talked about it before. We'll say it again. Persis Kambata, I think is how you say her name. She played hmm. Shaka Holland in uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture. She played Lieutenant Ela, or uh, Bald Lady. Everyone knows her as. Ela, Lila, Lula, whatever it is. I was Ilya, but man, Ilya? it's been a while since I've seen that. That that movie feels like it's three hours long. It's I L I A, so Ilya. 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 Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, she was a lieutenant Ilya. in there. Or Ilya. Ilya. Uh, Ilya. Bonanza. I think is her name. Bonanza. <laughs> uh, soundtrack star. Uh, soundtrack star. Crack. Crack. What am I saying? Soundtrack grade. <laughs> I'd give it an L S A S as uh, for late seventies as shit. That was definitely what that was, mm-hmm. and. I'm with Randy that it kind of fit and felt fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, proggy. Nice yeah. proggy. Yeah, proggy and okay. All right. Uh, Twitter post is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Nighthawks. People screaming and moaning at each other so much, and they're dressed up in drag, and they're so passionate, and you and your partner have to chase people and grab them and hold them down just like a Saturday night at Ibbett's house. Yeah, yeah that was oh. one where I knew right away where you were going. <laughs> Get down from the felt top. like coming home. Yeah, it is. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, Nighthawks. No, Pam. <laughs> lift the needle. Not slide. Lift. Gripes. There's no security of freaking terrorist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hashtag. Pam and her fast forwarding of that LP. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Do you include O in your in your number of characters for your Twitter post? 
Yeah. Oh. 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 What? Oh, hi. It was all short. <laughs> it always, always seems surprised when you're called upon. Yeah, I love your... that. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Where are you staying? Then? Oh, am I still here? Yeah, you're here. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Nighthawks. I kept waiting for the scene where they're dressed up in suits, quietly drinking coffee at a Philly's corner diner. Yeah. <laughs> It, does it have anything to do with the painting? No. Not at all. I doubt not it. Not at all. I okay. doubt it. Oh, it's just a, just me, a deep cut. That's, you, a, that's a great tweet. Is, I, is there a hero, like a superhero called Nighthawk? There is. It's what, uh, isn't that what Robin became? No, that's Nightwing, isn't Nightwing, it? Is, Nightwing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Nighthawk. There is a Marvel Nighthawk that's like a, he's got a bird beak face. He's, blue. Blue. he's, like, a, he's like some kind of hawk. Oh yeah, yeah, Marvel Comics uh, Nighthawk. Hawk uh, yeah. Nighthawk is the name of several and fictional characters appearing in American comic books. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Says there have been yeah, six. I think he has a wings and some. Says there have been six versions of the character: a supervillain turned superhero from the mainstream Marvel universe continuity, Kyle Richmond, who belonged to the team of the Squadron Sinister, and five from alternate universes who belonged to various incarnations of the Squadron Supreme. Scoot I feel McNary. Like he, was a Thunderbolt. Yeah. like he was in Thunderbolts too, but maybe not. Oh, maybe. Uh, there was a short film, I guess, that starred Scoot McNary portraying Jackson Norris in the Marvel Cinematic Universe short film All Hail the King, where he is an agent of the Mandarin. Oh my god, yeah, okay. Okay. Wow, Scoot McNary, we you know we love Scoot McNary. Do we? Yeah, we totally do. Uh he was in uh Godless on uh Netflix, yeah. uh Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, we do like him. You're right. We do like Scoot McNary. Um, it we, sounds like a thing you'd order at McDonald's and all your hair would fall off. But anyway, yeah, Scoot McNary. <laughs> he's great. Look at him. He's in he all sorts great. of stuff I like. He's an Argo. True Detective. 12 Years a Slave and Frank. And, oh my I gosh. forgot he was in that. So he was playing the, the character, the guy that becomes mm-hmm. uh, Nighthawk in that uh, yeah. Marvel one-shot thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. kind of want to see it now. I kind of do too. He was Maurice LeFay in the Fargo TV series from 2017, the most recent mm-hmm. season. Oh my gosh. Axe Cop? Yeah. I don't care about that. Bones. Bunch Look of at stuff. that. Oh, that's great. He's a weird looking dude and he's he's cool. I like him. Uh, hmm. All right. Well, that was a fun, a fun learning experience. Fern. Yeah. Now that you've Fern. done that, I can do this here. Got these two alternate titles. It was originally called Over the Top Hair. <laughs> Or, Rutger, how are you today? (laughs) Oh, the dad jokes uh, were just flowing. All right. Hey, uh, quick email. These emails come to us uh, normally by filmsack at gmail.com, but sometimes people leave them on the website. We have a little form there you can fill out and use. Actually, all the shows on the network do now, and some people use these. So I decided to do three quickies here. Uh, First one's from Shania. Shania. I'm not sure how you say it. It could be Shane A. I don't know. Anyway, it says, I'm a new listener, and I, and I listened to all of the episodes as far back as 2018. How can I listen from the beginning? Uh, easy. There's a second RSS feed up on the site. You'll find it under audio. Uh, we're, other ways to get the show, how you get the normal podcast. In there is the archive feed, and that includes everything all the way back to 2009 in our first episode about Kroll. Uh, it's all chronologically and available there. So uh, you just may not have known about it. And you can easily just paste that into any podcast player on your phone your desktop it doesn't matter where you're you're getting this stuff that's how you do it now if you're looking for like some web way of doing it i don't really have that set up but uh if you want a you know access to every episode we've ever done that's how you do it the answer is you don't want to yeah the answer is avoid all of them 
then we got Larry writing in say, hey, saying, hey, Randy, I love your French lick Larry Bird joke. I don't think the other guys got it. Yep. So can you no. explain it? Because you were talking about his hair. And I said uh, it was he, a cow lick and you Larry, said it was a French Larry lick. Larry Bird uh, grew up in a town called French Lick. And he was long known as the hick from French Lick. Okay. <laughs> now it makes sense. And that, that actually is a good joke. And he's right. We didn't get it. So, Larry, okay. thank you. I don't know if this guy's name is really Larry. I think it these, <laughs> these podcasts, every one of them are full of little tidbits like that. They're just droppings for whoever gets them. Yeah. And we're glad when you do. Yeah, we all do it. Everybody Tidbit drops them. Droppings. That's right. Mm-hmm. Pick them up. Follow your way home. Here's one from Stephanie up. Morris who wrote in and said, suggesting a movie called Bandersnatch made by Black Mirror people. I oh, choose yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. a choose a choose your own adventure style yeah. type scenario. It's on Netflix, so I knew about yeah. this. Obviously, everybody knew it existed. I haven't actually seen it because I just didn't bother. Uh, is it possible that if the four of us watched it, we would all have different outcomes? Is that the idea? And well, it is possible. Not, yeah, it's just not sackable. I'm sorry, it's just okay. not. I. It is a fun experience, though. It I is did, a fun like, experience. Yeah, and yeah. there's. Um, Highly recommend. What you, yeah, exactly. The way to do it, I would. Here's how I would recommend watching it: watch it and choose the way you would go through it, and then go onto the internet and find the kind of the there's a there's a golden path that kind of takes you through the best scenario of that whole story that they're trying to tell. And don't bother like trying to go 18 times watching through that thing, but just watch it yourself. Pick the way you want to watch it, and then go and find the golden path, and then watch it that way. All right. Let me ask you this. Does yeah. that film uh, feature Benedict Bandersnatch? Is he in no. it? No. <laughs> okay. Cumbersnack no. Bandersnatch? Yeah, Cumbersnacks Bandersnatch. And nope. it's not really a film the way that a lot of Black Mirror episodes are. Mm. It's it's a real TV show like a uh, you know thing. And I just I got so mad at it because the first time I ever watched it, I got into a loop that I couldn't figure my way out of, and I had to go look up a way to get out of the loop and really the way was to back up and <laughs> rewatch the beginning and make a different decision earlier yeah and it was just uh it just made me mad you know Did mandalorian come out and say this is the way when he finally figured out <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome uh all right uh then next on our list here is this one from uh stephanie morris oh she says that oh and then she gives the never mind that was the last one that was three of them i gave you three that's it okay uh, so anyway, if you want to, if you want to send your messages that way, it's really easy. Just go to the website and, uh, and check it out. Cause there's a little form there. You don't have to even give us your real name. You can give us a fake nickname or anything. It doesn't matter. We're just trying to make it fast and easy for you. Uh, if you send something spammy or dumb, don't, it just won't get read. So, yeah. uh, bother. Yeah. Don't even save bother. your postage. Yeah. The whole idea is to save you from having to open your email and go start a new email and type in the, like, you don't have to do that here. You can just do that at the, at the site, filmsack.com. If you'd rather use an email though, you still can filmsack at gmail.com is the email address and you can find that on the site as well. Okay. Uh, our next movie was going to be something, but now it's going to be something else. And we're going to watch Raw Deal. <laughs> raw Deal. Yeah. Raw Deal. Yeah. Schwarzenegger's and, Raw uh, Deal, and it's all about him and the deal he got that was raw, right? I and really hope there is a a saying of the title of the movie by Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in the movie. This is, oh, the, this is the real Raw Deal. Boy, I really <laughs> got out the Raw Deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's directed by John Irv- Irwin. John Irwin yeah. directed this thing, yeah. and he also made. City of Industry and the serious Robin Hood from 1991, and a movie that I think is 
real underrated, which is Hamburger Hill. Oh, Hamburger uh, Hill, the the yeah. Vietnam deal came out around the same time as the other the other the Full Metal Jacket and uh, Platoon, right? Yeah. Well, actually, Hamburger Hill came after Raw Deal, so hmm. we're we're kind of going back for this guy. But um, I'm surprised we haven't really seen any of these movies for Film Sack yet. So I'm I'm excited. I am too. Uh, Raw Deal, and it's on. Okay, so the one big switch switcheroo here is that it's on Prime. Amazon Prime. So just know that it's you know we we aim for Netflix, but we're willing to branch out. We have before, so this is another one of those. But just so you're not confused, if you're going to Netflix and searching and can't find it, that's because it's on Amazon Prime Video is where you're going to watch that uh, for those who do that, for those who watch along with us. And there are a few. There, you go. there are many of you that do. Anyway, uh, that's going to be it for us today. Filmsack.com is the website to go to to find all the things that we do. That includes that archive, so don't forget, you can catch all our old shows. It doesn't have to stop in 2018. Most two, uh, we, I always keep the most uh, recent 200 episodes on the feed, and then everything after that goes into this archive feed. So go get it. It's just too damn big if I keep it all on one. It starts to, <laughs> starts to be very expensive. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. That's filmsack.com for all of that. You can leave us voicemails even at 801-471-0462. Uh, email us filmsack at gmail.com and you can find us on twitter at filmsack you can follow us all on twitter by going to the website as well they're all linked there so it's super easy to to catch all of us there leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts that's going to do it for us for me for brian for brian and for randy there is no security well that's true we'll see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Are you hungry? Me? Yeah. <laughs>